everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Create. This is Ashley Koltonsky, your host, and I am joined today with Katie Meehan of Franjo Construction. Hi, Hi. Katie. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, Katie, yes. you are the social media and marketing coordinator for Franjo. Yes. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes. So tell us more about you and how you got into the role and, you know, how much you love Franjo. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Uh, so I'll kind of start with, you know, my beginnings to marketing. Um, when I began going to college, I actually was going for pro computer programming and I, it was monotonous. And then while I was in school, I started working at, um, a commercial real estate brokerage firm as their receptionist and just kind of didn't really know, you know, what kind of move I was going to make. I just knew that I needed to be at a desk. I was a florist at the time. And then I started working in an um, office. So um, that's kind of how I moved away from retail into something more serious and that could relate to computer programming in some way. And then after being there for several months, I started getting to help with some of the market research mm -hmm. and kind of just fell in love with that. So yeah, the time came. And that was in Pittsburgh? That was in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Yes. Downtown Pittsburgh. So the time came when, because I was going to community college at the time and they only go up to an associate's degree. So the time came to determine what school I'm going to go to next. So I also decided to change majors <laughs> at the time to go for uh, marketing. Um, I ended up actually doing online school, which worked for me because I was working full time. Yeah. And I went for marketing management um, at WGU. And so that's kind of how I got into marketing, um, at least the interest. Mm -hmm. And then over the next, uh, I guess it was five years, I stayed at that firm. We merged with another company. Um, kind of took on more people and the needs increased. And of course my interest also increased. What did you in like marketing. doing? Like what was like your favorite things to uh, do? Well, I was an admin, so I don't really know that I would say I have my favorite things yeah. to do. Honestly, this is going to sound really nerdy and so cheesy, but <laughs> it was just to learn Yeah. because I had no exposure to the real business world at the time Yeah. and also no exposure to commercial real estate. So, and I had a genuine interest. It was really fun. I loved doing the market research mm -hmm. uh, or helping with it, I guess I should say, um, which was really fun to do. And just over time, as I learned more things in school, I started to be able to see how both the business side and the marketing side, you know, played into the real world. Yeah. So, and you could apply what you're learning exactly. at, the yeah, yeah, at the same time. Exactly. So that helped me to retain it a lot better too yeah. than just learning it while I was, you know, in school and not working. Yeah. I was able to see the application while I was doing it. So right. it's really valuable. That's a cool experience. Yeah. So then eventually I kind of noticed, um, just because I'm an avid user of social media, I noticed, you know, we weren't really posting that frequently, maybe once a month and... Not that that necessarily meant anything. I just kind of thought, well, I'm interested in it. And it seems like maybe our current marketing person does just doesn't have the time mm -hmm. to do it because mm -hmm. we took on so many additional agents. We've doubled the agents and kept the same staff size. Mm -hmm. So um, I just kind of meekly said, hey, do you want some help with this? I'm really interested. I think I have some ideas. And she, thankfully, she was all in because I didn't want to step on any toes, but and she why were you, in. so at this point, so how old are you? If you don't mind everyone knowing. I'm, I'm 34 now. Yeah. I don't remember exactly when this was. I guess I probably was, oh, uh, I don't know, 28, 29. Yeah. So Maybe. like we're, for the listeners on the show, we're millennials, right? <laughs> we're, we're like automatically programmed into social media. And so I think it's just worth noting that when you leap at that opportunity, it's because you're already personally invested in it, right? You're using it on your own. Yes. You already understand the technology and you're working for a business that you're seeing that isn't really utilizing it. And, and you kind of stepped up and said, Hey, let me, let me take this, put this yeah. on my plate and see what I can do with it. Yeah. 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 So at the time we were on several platforms, I think, um, it's LinkedIn for sure. 
we were on Facebook, not really using it much, and on Twitter. We mm-hmm. did not have an Instagram. So we started an Instagram account. Um, and that's that has been my favorite. So if you were asking what my favorite is, I'm like, that is the one. Why is Instagram your favorite? I guess just because there's so much strategy that you can really apply to see real growth. And because to me, it's kind of, you know, Instagram has been around for a while, but innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still kind of a newer technique for certain business types, like everyone in the commercial real estate and AC industries. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't think a lot are using it. I personally have always loved Instagram because I just am a visual person. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, the Facebook world, which we kind of uh, jumped on the bandwagon as, you know, high schoolers or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, that was just full of like, oh, you make your little stories about your life and comments <laughs> and whatever. But Instagram was a simplistic version of that where it's, I see it as on a personal level, it's like my photo book of life. Yeah. Right. So it's capturing yeah. these moments in time or travel clips or whatever it is but you're building this like photo book digitally of your life. And so that was always, that's why I've always been drawn to Instagram naturally, because I think it's just a very simple form of like visual communication. Yeah. I think the other reason that it's my favorite is because it makes it so easy for you to just have conversations with people. And I mean, we're here talking about marketing in the commercial real estate world. And that's really all everyone is doing just building relationships Mm -hmm. and I think that it's the easiest to do on Instagram Mm -hmm. it's not to say that it's difficult on other platforms it's just it's so easy you Mm -hmm. can pick it up today and start doing it yeah um so I cut you off in your story of like how you got here so you were running social media yeah and then Um, tell me how Franjo hired you specifically with that purpose of social media because that's in your title right yes Yes, it is. Uh, well, yes, <laughs> uh, it is in my title. So, but I wouldn't even say that it's the bulk of what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can we can revisit that later. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I ended up after a while of doing that, just kind of naturally grew and kind of outgrew the position. They really just didn't have a need for another marketing person, but I didn't want to stay in an admin role that just wasn't in my interest. Mm-hmm. So. I opted to start freelancing and offering the same services. And kind of in between those two timeframes, one of the partners of the firm approached me because he owns some real estate personally, um, one of which is an apartment building downtown. And I came to him one day and said, you know, I'm seeing all these posts of apartment buildings on Instagram and I don't want to necessarily suggest it to you, but I do want to ask if you're having any difficulty filling vacancies, I really think that would be a great place to be. And that's awesome. Within a month or two, he was like, I'm game. Good for it. you. Yeah, yeah, I was so excited. That's awesome. So, and so, yeah, I mean, I'd been freelancing for a while and really quickly found out I'm way too gregarious to work from home alone. <laughs> and although I had my clients and would go meet with them and talk with them, it just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I honestly kind of just fell into a depression and just hated it and wanted out and started looking for opportunities to go back to work. And I actually found an opportunity with um, an available opportunity with a client of the firm I had previously Mm -hmm. left. So I texted the broker who I knew had that relationship and said, Hey, I'm putting in my application would really appreciate if you wouldn't mind putting in a good word for me. And his response was to connect to me with Anthony Trapezano at Franjo Construction. So they're looking for someone who does exactly what you do. And I think it would be a great fit. So um, I met with them and that was that pretty much. It was just go Anthony. Good job. (laughs) Conversation was so easy. So the reason that um, to kind of touch on your question was, you know, they sought out a person who does this realistically, it was kind of a coverall of a lot of different marketing things. So Anthony was overseeing marketing, but he's the director of business development. So he just doesn't have the time to do that. And mm-hmm. honestly, it takes a lot of technical skill for a lot of the design programs, as you know. Absolutely. And that that right there alone, proposal coordination is a full-time job for sure. sometimes. So 
And it can take everything else off your plate because it's Always does. your immediate focus. And <laughs> Always does. It's like a huge fire drill sometimes. Sometimes, yes. But I will be honest. It is my absolute favorite part of the role. I get so excited what, when they Why say, do you think that is? It? Because I get to create something from scratch. And the nice thing is they are just so completely hands off. Yeah. It's, we need a proposal. Here's what the client requires. Yeah. And of course, you know, I there's a lot of help from the things that I need, obviously from our estimating team yeah. and from just not no not having any knowledge of construction before I came in. Um, I, yeah, but... I love it too. I, th- I feel like pitches and proposals, um, they are like a design puzzle that yeah. I need to put together. And <laughs> yes. it's, it's like a challenge and so it's exciting. so fun. It I agree. So fun. It's, it can be very, very hectic and it can be very frustrating as long as the people that you're working with are getting you the information you need. And there. It can work, but uh, it is fun. It's like a, it's a design communication challenge yeah. puzzle to me. So yeah. I really enjoy it too. And then I get to think too about, I just, I just get to be creative and kind of, I guess the other part of it is like, you know, get to show off my skills. Yeah. That's exactly. I do. And, yeah. And um, every time I've made something like that, I've gotten very good response. And I don't even know. The only thing I think that's more rewarding than that feedback is getting the job. Exactly. <laughs> Which has happened. Winning the biz. The first time. Yeah. I remember the first time I got notified that we got a job. There was a proposal or a pitch deck that I worked really hard on for four entire work days. Now that's including taking pieces from the architect and from mm-hmm. the civil engineer and putting it in. But um, that was really hectic and, but so fun. And we got the job and I just, I was jumping up and down, <laughs> literally jumping up and down. It feels so good. It does feel so good. Yeah. Um, just because it's kind of like, I helped. Yeah, feels absolutely. Good. Success. Um, yeah. But I mean, just obviously now that I'm there and I'm doing that and I have the skills, I'm also managing it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Anthony had to outsource it and manage it and do his job. And that's just not possible. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was brought on. One of the common <laughs> threads that I want to talk about in this podcast create it, and it's specifically for communications and marketing in our industry and in commercial real estate, AEC, um, is the importance of marketing people. Because I just think that it's, the firms that are really being successful and doing things well are giving more time and attention or just the budget to have better marketing. So that's the whole goal of this is to educate and hear people like yourself, leaders in the industry that are marketing professionals that are doing good work, because I think it's sometimes understated how important it is to a firm in a business. So mm-hmm. hopefully this this podcast and the show will like really bring to light all of the good work that we do um but but to steer us back to the topic yes. why you're here yes. social media <laughs> we love you're good at you thank manage you. for franjo um thank you in our industry what do you see uh is the best platforms to use and why linkedin because everybody who's professional and serious about social media or not even serious, but anyhow, everyone's on LinkedIn mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already, you know, kind of mentioned Instagram is definitely my favorite. And I think it's those two mm-hmm. really. Um, what about Twitter? Twitter has a place. The difference is Twitter seems to be more for, you know, to the minute news. Mm-hmm. So current events and sports, things that are yeah. happening now that you need to hear about yep. right now. So in three hours may not even matter. They yeah. won't be in your feed. Yeah. Um, I agree completely. Yeah. I've never been a fan of Twitter. Never. I don't even, well, I, I might fun. have a lost Twitter handle somewhere <laughs> in the world. I might've one time had a, a, a Twitter handle, but, um, it is that. It is what you're saying. I think that if you like seeing news, sports, current events mm-hmm. that are happening, it's kind of like scrolling through a news feed. But I don't know. And maybe, you know, there are, there will be someone who comes and tells me that they completely disagree and they want to get on this show and tell me how important Twitter is. You're welcome to come on here. But in my opinion, I don't love it. 
Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. And I'd be open to hearing that conversation too. I just, <laughs> I pick my platforms and, and I look at the stats every month and it's working. Um, what about Facebook for business? Facebook, we post there just because it's so easy. You know, Facebook owns Instagram. So that's why they make it so easy to just cross post. You mm -hmm. just slide a button and it posts yeah. to your Facebook. Do you see activity on, I feel, I feel like Facebook is a dying uh, social media platform. I think that it is for our industry for sure. Yeah. Other industries can benefit from it by starting groups mm -hmm. um, or, you know, just small communities of people interested in certain things. But I just don't think that that's a place for commercial real estate or AEC firms to yeah. really market. Um, the engagement that we see is mostly from staff and their or their families. Mm -hmm. So I keep it on there because they like to be engaged as well. Sure. I even got a comment today from one of our superintendents. He loves reading. Um, actually, it was our newsletter that we send out. But nevertheless, the idea was that he loves to be engaged because especially now the superintendents don't, they don't all see each other. They're all at different sites. We've, yeah. You know, 16, 17 active job sites, and they don't see each other. Mm -hmm. so they'd love to be able to hear about what everyone else is doing. And so at that point, it's, it's kind of an, an it's an internal communication, yeah, kind almost. of. Yeah. Which I like that idea. I like, um, I, I feel like at my firm, I am the herding cats to gather, like, the most current <laughs> news of, like, what, what does... Oh, this happened. Let me send an all staff email so everyone knows about it because that's important. That's yeah. building your internal communication and morale and, you know, just your, um, what's the word I can't think of your culture, right? Yes. So everyone's on the same page of knowing what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. That idea of using it. So, um, you like Instagram and LinkedIn, mm -hmm. which very active. I feel like the Pittsburgh market is very active on both of those. I'm agreed. curious to know if other markets in the United States or elsewhere are as active as our LinkedIn. I know that like our NAOP group, especially props to Erica at NAOP because she is just very active on both of those channels as well. Um, but that's I don't know. I wonder if it's always been that way because I've only been in the Pittsburgh CRE for five years now or so. Mm -hmm. And has that changed over the last five, 10 years? Are people more active? Our NAOP chapter is extremely yeah. active. I'd be willing to bet without even looking that, yes, over the past probably 10 years that increased just because the use of social media for businesses has probably also increased over the past 10 years. And our developing um, leaders, you know, the younger crowd, the millennial crowd that is now coming into their professional, um, you know, peaks, I guess, if you will, of mm -hmm. being what they are and everyone's on these channels. And so therefore they're, they're sharing more. Yeah. Um, so the audience is there, people are on there, but there is a large portion of our industry of, <laughs> let's just say, older generations <laughs> that may might not be on these social media channels as much as our generation. So what do you think of that as far as social media marketing? Well, I would say, I mean, really you're marketing to who's there. Um, and what I kind of mean by that is obviously, you know, one, side of it of the people that it's going to reach because they're on there and then there's the people who are not so don't market to them i mean yes they're in your target market i know that sounds opposite to what i would normally suggest for anything else but if they're not there don't market to them they're not there for a reason so is your content so maybe we've taken a step too far talk to me about social media let's let's talk about instagram and linkedin what are you producing? What is important for a business in our industry to create on there? Um, in short words, I mean, kind of, you know, building relationships again, because we're not selling products and even selling services. Yes, we are, but the sales process is so long and complex and so unique to each deal that, you know, no one is going online and, you know, adding to cart or like going from your Instagram to right. Your... We're not selling stuff on our Instagrams. No, no. Yeah. So the idea is just, I mean, it's, it's got a lot of pieces to it. Um, 
but essentially who we are and what we do and what we're about. Yes. So it's just having that presence. It's so I've been asked this before and I've done some social media audits here and there for like small businesses, but like, I think, and tell me your thoughts to not be on it. You're missing out. You are. So I want to talk about, do you have to have an Instagram account if you're a business in 2020, 2021 soon? Um, Actually, this might come out in 2021, so I should just be saying 2021. But uh, do you have to be on there? And Because I think you do. I think even if you have a very simplistic presence, you have a... It's like having a website. How often are people really going to your website nowadays? More often than you think. Well, maybe. You have to have a website, right? You You have to have a landing page. Do do. you have to have a landing page Instagram? Do you have to have a baseline? I would say yes, especially because um, if you go and you just search, like if you're curious and you're not really a user of Instagram, maybe you started one and you have a personal account, just go in that top search bar and search hashtag commercial real estate. Yeah. And look at the posts you're finding. Yeah. Not only the amount, but the content and the consistency that people are posting and making relationships and sometimes, you know, maybe posting listings or depending on what it, what it is. Um, Yes. I really just don't think that you can afford to not be on that platform. Even if you're posting once every couple of months. I mean, I don't advise that for sure. Yeah. But part of what it says about you, if you're not online in any form is that you are not tech savvy. Yeah. Right. You exactly. don't care about getting the word out. And and that may not necessarily be true, but how are you supposed to convince someone of that when they don't, they're not familiar with you mm-hmm. or your firm? That's a good point you just made that you're not tech savvy. It's like, if you aren't on there, you are almost like doing yourself a disservice you and saying that like, I'm so old school. I'm not, I, I can't even try to do Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you yeah. want to be a modern, relevant firm that is yeah. is with the times. And even I would go so far as to say, because obviously there's, you can post on behalf of your company. Or you can post at, on, on your personal account. And especially for, you know, brokers, you are your brand to a degree. Absolutely. Um, so Because you can move from firm to firm and still have whatever talented experience you have, whereas yes. a firm only has people that it has. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say only, but, you know, that's the biggest selling point is the person's experience and knowledge. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I would absolutely post from a personal page. I know that wasn't the question that you asked, but that's no, where I was no. going with that. Yeah. Is it doesn't have to be a company account. You don't have to start posting from a company account. You can start posting from your personal. It really just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Um, because one of my clients I've had, you know, he's been a client for about two years now. He was one of my first clients. And he has been on his own for 10 plus years has never, to my knowledge, had any other employee. And he represents some really big tenants. Mm-hmm. Like, you've never done any kind co- It's he a relationship. A it's a relationship business. Yeah. By and large, for sure. Yeah. And so the social media uh, accounts or, plop, you know, uh, your brand, you're making your brand. Yes. You're making who you are. Yes. So- and, and to kind of... Uh, Sorry if it's just like overstepping, but to elaborate just really briefly to anyone listening who thinks brand means colors and logo, it is so not. Your brand is what people perceive about you. Great point. Or perceive about your company. Yeah. So it's everything. I love that. Every engagement they have with anything, whether it's driving by one of your signs and maybe it's been there for three years and it's all bubbled up and falling down, like that has a bad image yeah. where, or engaging with one of your lower level employees, maybe that's, um, you know, doesn't think like you and I do about how every interaction has something to do with the company's brand. Mm-hmm. It does, mm-hmm. but you know, just even having a bad experience with someone just, that's another dent in your brand, if you will. I love that. That is a great, <laughs> um, that's a great, 
idea as far as kind of, especially, I mean, I work with brokers specifically, Mm -hmm. so kind of everything you push out there is you, you're speaking about yourself Mm -hmm. and the way that you work with people. And that's a, that's a really interesting Mm -hmm. thought. I'm glad that you said that your brand is not just a logo or whatever. It's what do you represent? Which is kind of Mm -hmm. comes back to like, if you're as a broker, at least, for example, almost individual, because you're doing your own business work, you know, within a firm or whatever, mm-hmm. but it kind of comes back to your values and who you are and like, as a human, as a human. Yeah. 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 I mean, because We're getting granular here, but like, but you know what it's and this seems so obvious, but I think that some people when they're trying to kind of innovate or come up with a strategy or come up with anything is they get too far ahead of themselves and just stop. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Listen. Just be you. People don't work with companies. People work with people. Yeah. Again, I know that sounds so obvious, but Snaps. it gets really easy to forget that and get too, you know, in the weeds and 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 too perfectionist about trying yeah. to reinvent the wheel, make the new big flashy whatever. People don't want that. They want you to care for them and answer their questions and make them feel heard. It, it comes down to human decision-making at the uh-huh. end of it. And that's, you know, human humans make decisions based on emotions, really. And it's connections with people. It's how someone makes them feel. It's are they comfortable? Do they trust this person, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. really good point. There. And I mean, you know, for us in construction, it's obviously different. It's also, you know, based on a number and based sure. on experience and you know, relevant experience, yeah. not just experience. Um and, you know, Franto's done a lot of that work over the past several years to kind of change their culture. And now we're at a point where thankfully, you know, Anthony, also a millennial and who I report to, um, already bought into all of this work that we're saying and already agrees with all of this. We've had so many conversations. So I'm thankful that I'm on his team because I don't really ever have to um, sell what I'm doing. They're already bought in. Mm-hmm. And, um, they trust in yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's, that's one of the biggest you know? things I would say about our company culture is that everyone there is almost treated. Yes. You're a staff, but we're almost treated on kind of a consultative level. Yeah. They're looking to me for the suggestions right. to solve their problems, which is wonderful because then I have that freedom to either succeed or fail. Yeah. But, uh, I don't have to really worry about like, Oh, are they going to, are they like this? Or are they not? Like I just try it. Yeah. You run <laughs> with your ideas. That's yeah. awesome. That's, yeah. that's a great place to be. Yeah, um, it is. So tell, tell me some of, give me some tips for the listener on whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn, what can people kind of walk away? Like, first of all, maybe Instagram stories versus feed. Yeah. Talk to me about that content on both either which one to do where and why. So I would say that, um, well, one, you want to post to both. And then two, here's the difference. Let's just assume that our listeners, uh, one user has never, I'm sorry, one listener has never engaged with Instagram at all. So you download the app, you sign up for an account, you follow one person. So how you'll find our stories is you open the app and at the bottom you'll see as of right now they have five buttons but they change that sometimes but the bottom left is a little home icon and you'll click that and that just kind of takes you to what's called the feed but at the top you'll see some bubbles or circles you'll see your story and then you'll see three and a half circles to the right um which is just you know let's let's just assume you're following four people (laughs) um you'll see four stories to the right so you tap that and what you can see is they've either maybe shared a video or a graphic or they can share a post, but they've shared it to their stories, which means that it's going to be published for 24 hours from the minute they post. Um, and then if they so choose to archive it, it'll be in what's called their highlights, which if you tap to go to their profile page, you'll see their icon and how many followers and all that stuff. Then you'll see a bio and below that, if you see some circles, 
that have any title because you can title it whatever you want, those are highlights. And so they're just archive stories. They're capturing your stories in little segments. So for me, an account that I manage, the different highlights on our feed are different properties. So anything when I've been on the property or something new has happened or renovations happen and I'm snapping a little video or screenshot or picture, whatever, I'm saving it in that highlight. So you could go on like, oh, I'm interested in this property. And their page has a bunch of like, you know, some of it can be old up to new, but it's a way to store all that information in one little spot. Yeah. And when you open each of those highlights, they'll actually show you, I think it's the top left below the person's, you know, account name or handle. Um, it'll show you how long ago it was. How old it is, like 24 weeks. So yeah, it might say 2W, which is two weeks or 25 or 125 Right, right, right. (laughs) This is old. (laughs) Um, But that's okay because it may be relevant. So then the other part of it is the feed. And so let's pretend, you know, while we're we're on this person's profile, while we're on Franjo Construction's page. um, Franjo.construction. Below the highlights, you will see a bunch of squares, three across, and those are feed posts. So what Instagram does is when you're on an account, you'll see those kind of, I guess it just, I would say truncates them, if you will, to just the photo, just a square too, because you can now post a four by five ratio, which takes up more of the real estate, which I do that as much as I can. Um, you can also post up to minute videos on Instagram. Yeah. I don't do a lot of videos. I would like to do more, but that's, that's, that's an objective. So when I've done <laughs> videos recently, I am tr- cutting them to a minute so that we can specifically share them. So if you make a video that you want to share with clients or prospects or whatever it is, just, you know, via email, if you make it a minute long, you've automatically created it to format into your Instagram. You can actually do longer than minute videos if you make it into your IGTV. IGTV, <laughs> baby, which is a realm that I'm really not familiar with. I haven't gone into that yet either. Um, so IGTV for people is just the opportunity to post longer videos. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so I mean, I just, I don't think that a lot of CRE or AC firms are there yet. And so certainly that's an opportunity to capitalize on that if sure. you're prepared to do so. Um, but if not, I mean, you know, the idea here is just to kind of start easy for people who aren't yeah. building relationships on social media. So on Instagram, your story, which is 24 hours, which by the way, they stole from Snapchat. Did you know that? Oh yeah. So Snapchat oh, yeah. was around, <laughs> Snapchat is a social media um, app, but I, Snapchat is very personal to me. Like, I don't think it plays a role in business. Do you agree with that? I would agree. I mean, there are businesses doing it, but I think that they're probably targeting the large, you know, the demographic, which is probably largely, what is it? What's, what's after millennials? What's the younger? Gen Z or Y or one of those? I think X, Y, Z. We might be Y. I think we're Gen Y and then Gen Z is like my sister's who's 11 years younger than me. Okay. I genuinely age. have no idea. Yeah. It's, it's one of those. But yeah, I mean. It, but Snapchat yeah. had a feature where you, so it's basically sending picture messages without saving them to your phone and sending them. It, genius. Yeah, I yeah. still use Snapchat to this day. Yeah. But they had, a, they started the feature of like saving something for 24 hours on your story. And then Instagram's like, oh, that's pretty dope. We're going to steal that. And we're going to do that yeah. on Instagram. And, you know. Of course, they went out because Instagram has way more features to it. So you have this temporary, almost immediate Twitter-like 24-hour story, Mm -hmm. which I go on to business pages to know about their sales, their deals, their happy hours, their, you know, are they closed today? Is there an event? You know, places like, Mm -hmm. you know, restaurants we love, Federal Galley, they're posting immediately the day of like, oh, hey, we're closed today. Try on at boutiques. Yeah. <laughs> sales, new whatever shirt. it is. <laughs> and then your story, which are these permanent photo book type of, you know, content on your page is speaking to your brand and what you're doing all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. So there's a term for that. Um, things that you post in your feed should be things that are relevant all the time. Um, so they call it evergreen content. Love that. Um, and I mean, it's not to say that you can't post for an event that's happening because... 
you know, let's say that, uh, let's take NIAF, for example, yeah. pretending that they're trying to reach new potential members. Members are going to want to see that you're hosting events regularly. Yep. And they're going to see what kinds of events and how well were they attended. Yeah. So, you know, I say evergreen, but it doesn't have to just be, um, it can still have a date tied to it. So mm -hmm. it can still be an event that has happened in the past. I wouldn't delete that post. I would just leave it up yeah. because you want people to know that you host events regularly. Right. Um, that's valuable to who you're targeting and that will always be valuable. So again, evergreen. Um, Love that. And so part of that too is, you know, we talked about the, that you see the images, but if you tap on one of them, or if you just see posts that come up in your feed, you're going to see usually some text and maybe some hashtags below the graphic. Or hashtags. Hashtag. <laughs> tell me about a hashtag. So I mean, you know, people are like, oh, hashtag this or hashtag that. But let's like actual. Let's strategy. like teach the the oldies in the room what Ooh. a hashtag is because <laughs> hashtags are a way just just like when you go to Google and you type in something into Google. It is a form of searching yes. for things on social media. Just yeah. so you know, it's not it's not like a fun fad. It actually has a purpose to it. Oh my god. Because yeah. people that were on Instagram, you know, say you love like sunsets and you just want to see a bunch of damn sunsets, right? You can go and search for the hashtag sunsets. Therefore, Everyone who's posted a beautiful sunset has hashtag sunset. Yes. And you're seeing that's it's so it's a, it's a search tool. It's like it's a, a search, search engine yeah. on Instagram. Absolutely. So, and, and I could really honestly probably do an entire um, episode on we just can do Instagram that. <laughs> and possibly even on just, just hashtags. <laughs> but I mean, so as of the time of this recording, Instagram has disabled a certain feature with hashtags. So when you either search a hashtag manually by going up to the search bar or clicking that little search icon on the bottom row. Um, Which looks can, like a magnifying glass. Yes, yes. Hashtag obviously is the- We're getting pound, real basic the, here. The, the, <laughs> pound, the pound sign followed by any combination of letters or numbers. No punctuation, no spaces. Mm -hmm. um, so if you do punctuation or spaces, that is the end of your hashtag. What's a what's a popular hashtag that you're constantly using in the construction world? I would say commercial real estate, uh, because the whole word cr hashtag cre hashtag commercial real. I mean, I, if you look at some of our posts, you'll see the ones that I'm using, and I'm yeah. using them very strategically. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of want to back up just a little bit. So when you tap on any hashtag or search one. Um, it used to show you the top six posts, which means the most engagement, the most likes, the most comments, the most shares, whatever, um, followed by recent. And yes. that's just kind of in order, you know, top down, the, the most recent post tagged that hashtag is at the top. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it got any engagement. Right. They have temporarily disabled the ability to search or to look at recent posts of any hashtag. Oh, really? Because of election misinformation being oh, spread Lord. through social media. <laughs> um, so I don't know. If Just for uh, timeline's sake, we are recording this in December. So yeah. the month of November, I'm sure, was very tricky for social media. Depends. And big tech. I mean, I know that they've been under scrutiny. Yeah. And there's been people that just post whatever they want. And mm -hmm. so there's been some fact checking type of situations. Happening. Yeah. So that's interesting. I did not I'm, know that. I'm kind of proud of them for doing that because. Well, yeah, it's nice to have some boundaries. Um, you know, and people can come up with a hashtag like, right, you can write whatever you want. These are not preset hashtags. You can hashtag anything you want. So, I mean, people capitalize on that for events or, you know, hashtag Nyo Pittsburgh. Or C-R-E-P-G-H. Yes. <laughs> C-R-E-P-G-H. Erica Loftus of NAOP. She has really yeah. made that a popular hashtag for our yeah. local industry, which I think has been awesome. And I've used it and I continue to use it. And it's a way for all of us mm -hmm. to like connect to that hashtag. Yeah. So, I mean, I use uh, in every post pretty much I'm talking, I use ha uh, hashtag Franjo Construction, mm -hmm. hashtag Franjo, because if anyone wants to see just what's going on, because I, we also own multiple companies. Mm -hmm. We have a Franjo restoration services arm. I mm -hmm. also manage the social media for them. Um, 
So hashtag Franjo, you would find posts from both of us. Yeah. Um, so just kind of to give that, you know, how that works. Uh, but the other, I, I use it for two different ways or in two different ways. Um, I post hashtags that are relevant to the content in the photo. So it might be a progress update on a project. And let's say, for example, you know, we have a ground up construction of a, an office space for a financial company. So I might hashtag office space, hashtag yes. ground up construction, exactly. hashtag Pittsburgh construction. It's um, ways to connect that visual or what you're doing or the subject matter to in, in a variety of ways, what it is. basically. The other way I use it is I use it to, um, you know, kind of inbound marketing in a way. So I'll, you know, hashtag SIOR, hashtag CCIM. I, I will put hashtags sometimes that don't relate at all to what is in the photo because people searching that hashtag could relate come up with our post. So and it's not a, they may be in our target market and yeah. we want them following us. So it's not that it doesn't relate at all. It relates in some segment it, of it, it yeah, but it's, it's not, not it's not an SIOR picture of an event, but you know, people are searching SIOR because they are in your industry. And so, so that makes sense. But yeah, so people searching that hashtag, um, maybe they want to become an SIOR, maybe they are an SIOR, uh, or they are just generally interested in office real estate. Probably not so much that last one, but so they may come across our post and be like, oh, you know, I'm an office broker and I'm looking for general contractors to refer my clients to. Hi, it's us, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, through that and through just following people that are relevant. That's another past, aspect of it is yeah. that is the, the basic connections of following all the other people in our industry. All the other accounts, all the other brokers, all the other furniture reps, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's a, it's a touch point that yeah. I don't think you can miss out on at this point. I think you have to be on Instagram. Yeah. So here's a, here's an interesting question. How much, like, first of all, is an Insta, is a social media manager a full-time job for a company? I'm it's sure it depends on the size, obviously, mm -hmm. like say that it can be i think for most aec and cru firms no yeah no very part-time because i don't worry about it if i don't really post something in one week um if it gets to be two weeks i'm like mm, i want to put something out there because their instagram does have an algorithm and one of the factors is you know how often you post how yeah. often people engage with your posts right. uh things of that nature and there's a there's a lot of different factors we don't need to go into right now but let's talk about engagement yeah tell me what that means and as a marketer how do you get people engaged give give a couple quick tips on like what that means and how people can make their posts engaging. So engagement just means, you know, how many people liked a post, how many people commented on your post, how many shared it, whether it's to another person or to their own stories, because you can share someone else's post to your stories. Um, saving is another one. It, um, and another one that I look at a lot is profile and website visits. I don't think they break it down anymore. They used to break it down between profile visits and website visits, uh, but I haven't seen website visits in some of our recent posts, and maybe it's just that people aren't going, um, but I have, you know, put some specific calls to action. They're like, visit our post to read more about, you know, maybe I put on a full blog post um, talking about, about a subject, topic. but then yeah. I'll, yeah, obviously I'm not going to put all that text on an Instagram post. Right. Um, so that's how, that's how you measure. To me, that's how I measure how effective my strategy is. Because again, this isn't for lead generation. This isn't to drive sales. It is just to build relationships and strengthen relationships. And I've sat in meetings with, you know, architects that were just looking to build a relationship with. And one in particular mentioned three projects that he knew about because of our LinkedIn Oh, that's awesome. He didn't know we were involved. He was already familiar with our firm and he didn't know about these projects because we weren't talking about them. Yeah. <laughs> so or we were, I mean, before, before I came along, yeah. you know, it, anyhow, so I came along and yeah, he 
was talking about. That's amazing. Three projects because of our social media. So again, it's, it's not just building relationships. It's strengthening existing ones too. It's this tool for outward communication, basically. Mm-hmm. it's, And that's why I think the presence is necessary. My vote goes to Instagram <laughs> and LinkedIn for sure for our industry and yeah. business. I completely agree with you there. But I think it's just an it's such an important touch point of telling people what you're doing yeah. and what's happening. <laughs> and so another, you know, um, I do look at the, uh, the insights for each post because when you're on your own account and I, th- I think it's only this way, if you convert your account to a business account, which we probably don't want to get into today, but if you have a business account below each of your posts, you can tap view insights. And so you can see exactly how many, comments, how many likes, how many shares, how many profile visits. (laughs) Um, And I look at not just follower count, because that means nothing. So follower count only means something if enough of those people are actually engaging with your content, because that's what you're trying to do. Um, I will probably say that through my strategies since February, so I came on February 10th, Franchise construction, they had 208 followers of this year, of this year, right before the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah, so almost 10 months ago, they had 200 followers. We now have 932. I know you are <laughs> killing it. Yeah, what do you attribute you. that most to? Like, hash, like, honestly, hashtags um, because you're getting more industry like minded people. It's, it's both t- hashtags and it's following other people, which we did start to talk about and then kind of moved away from. So moving back to that, yeah, um, just I will search certain hashtags and find just find posts that I like that that seem to relate to the people we're targeting or just posts that I even personally as a human like. And I will follow that person. Oftentimes they'll follow us back. Of course, what I'm doing is essentially just following our target market. Beautiful. And you get a notification when you fall, when someone else follows you. So oftentimes you're going to go to their profile visit. Who's this person that wants to hear what we're about and wants to hear from us. So you following, give me pure examples, like other architecture firms, firms. nationally, like anyone with cool design, other construction firms. Uh, I don't really follow a lot of other construction firms. So I kind of follow people who, um, mostly people that honestly I think would pass jobs through. <laughs> um, but I mean, obviously that's just the the surface level of it. No, really we're trying to build relationships, but a lot of commercial real estate brokers, because if you think of a, de- a developer, oftentimes they are the broker, like the broker is a developer. Um, and if they're not, then they are going to be working with the developers sure. or the, you know, uh, retail franchise owners or retail chain owners, right? People who are looking to open stores, or open offices or develop whatever it is that they're looking to build. And we strictly do commercials. So that's all I target. So that's why I use hashtag commercial real estate a lot. I search Mm -hmm. that. Um, But are you doing, are you following people in other markets? Oh yeah. Okay. So you're not just focused on Pittsburgh. You're like broadening your network. No, I mean, especially because a lot of developers will develop in many areas. You know, there's a lot of people coming you know, moving from East to West. And so you have developers out of New York and Boston and DC and all those areas who are investing in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And so why would I not? That's awesome. That's, that's a really great tip. I think you are clearly very successful at Instagram and and LinkedIn specifically social media for Franjo. So congratulations on your success for them. I think they're very, they should be very lucky they should feel lucky to have you on their team. What, um, a couple closing questions. This has been a great discussion. I feel like we could continue <laughs> on for hours to talk about this stuff. 100%. So I'd love to have you, have you back, but tell me, um, a couple like quick hitter tips to leave everyone with as far as social creating on social media. Sure. Um, I, I kind of got, I would say two or three really, um, pick where you're going to post. So if you just want to go ahead and choose what I've suggested, great. Um, second part of it is just be consistent with whatever it is. So if you're not that into it, or you think that it's going to take you too much time, just, you know, 
maybe you can post once a week or once a month. I mean, it just depends on what your strategy is. Really, there's no one strategy that is the blanket rule for all. We have a set of digital media strategies. So of course I'm posting at least twice, three times a week. Um, but whatever that means for you, just choose a, a frequency that you think is realistic for you. Mm -hmm. Because again, maybe you're a one person firm and you don't have anyone. So maybe once a month is all you can commit to. If you do more, great. But the biggest thing is be consistent with however frequently you post. Um, and the last piece I would say is as far as your content is just be yourself. Don't try to post what you think people want to hear. Just post what you would normally say if you were talking to another human in the room. Because that's when it's going to, you're going to get the most engagement when it sounds like you're just speaking naturally. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It, it really just, does come down to just being yourself. Yeah. I think that that shines through the strongest. I think, and like I said before, I think people just kind of tend to just get maybe overwhelmed or put too much pressure on themselves. And it's like, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. Just say what you would say if you were at a cocktail party, networking with another human, you have four seconds to talk about <laughs> what it is that you do and why it's valuable to your clients. That's what you want to post. I love that. <laughs> great, great ending. Great tips. Thank it was you. such a pleasure to sit and talk with you. This is I, fun. I feel um, I'm very blessed to have you in my network, especially Aww. as a woman <laughs> in marketing in our industry. I think it's super um, important to have more people like you around. So cheers to you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank or, you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show, Katie. You're welcome. This has been really fun. Um, <laughs> Delightful. So everyone, again, this is Katie Meehan with Frangel Construction. And you can find her on Instagram. At ktizzle05. Ktizzle in the hizzle. K-T-I-Z-Z-L-E-05. 05. And also frangio.construction. Um, and frangio.restoration. And frangio.restoration. She does it all. I do. Thanks for your tips and uh, we will we will talk more soon about other marketing things that you do. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm delighted to be here.